Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Ocean Way Church's podcast. John chapter 20, verse 19, this is the same day, Easter Sunday. This is the evening of that day. It says on the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together, the doors were locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. Jesus came, stood among them, and said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Father, Lord, let your word speak to us. Let your word change us. Lord, in the middle of worship today, I believe that you wanted to open up the windows of heaven and let the wind and fire breathe into us. Jesus, you breathed into 10 guys in a room and we are sitting here today. We are talking about you today. We are serving you today, God, because they went and they were sent and they changed the world and they, they kept the message of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ going. Lord, have your way in this moment, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's celebrate his word. Woo, today's gonna be good. I would encourage you, if you're online, go ahead and share the feed. If you're in the building, you ought to tell somebody, don't miss it today in the house. His presence is so, so good. If you're taking notes, it's in the YouVersion um, app as well. Love is alive because love is greater than fear. What's your greatest fear? What is your greatest fear? Everyone has one. We're all born with two fears. The fear of heights and the fear of falling. Or no, falling and loud noises. Heights is one of those things you kind of, you know, I mean. But loud, like falling. You take a child, brand new child, you go like this with a child, that child will freak out. You, you go up and you yell at a child, please don't do that, new parents. But, but you go, ha, that, kind of, that child will freak out. Why? Because they're born with those two innate fears. Some of you laugh at me. I tried that when my kids were young. I'm like, woo, this is awesome parenting at its best. Here we go. But some of us in this room, if you think about what you're most afraid of, somebody in this room, your greatest fear is sickness. Your greatest fear is bugs. Your greatest fear is disease. Your greatest fear is, is death. It's, it's failure. There's a parent here in this room, and your greatest fear is that you will fail as a parent. You'll fail, fail as a husband. And you'll do everything you possibly can to, to not fail at life. And, and you still have that voice behind your head that tries to say, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And you are motivated by fear when God wants you to be motivated by love. Because love steps in the room and says, peace be with you. See, fear is an unpleasant emotion. It's not a fact. Fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by belief that something or someone is dangerous and likely to cause pain or be a threat. When I was a kid, my greatest fear was to be alone in the dark. Now, what do I do? Flip the lights on. Every light. If I was home alone in my house and, and, and it was dark, guess what? I turned every light on in the entire house. I didn't care if my parents came home going, what in the world? Why do you got to turn every light on? Because when, when, when I turn on the light, guess what? Darkness fleed every single time. Some of us just need to flip on the light. We need to realize that Jesus is with us. We need to realize that he breathes into us and on us because he wants us to have the power to, to, to live this life that we are destined to live. So love is alive when, when, when Jesus walked into this room and it was locked. It says the door was locked because they were afraid. 
John wants you to know that they were afraid. Why were they afraid? Because just a few days earlier, they saw the most horrific death in front of their eyes. They saw where the Romans had crucified their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They hadn't seen him physically. They heard that he was alive. Two of them actually went in the tomb, saw the linens and said, man, I believe. But they were still afraid because the facts were simple. The Jewish leaders could have been looking at them going, you're next. Who would be the most likely person to steal the body of Jesus? the disciples, who would be the most likely person that would try to continue this, 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 this movement of people. It would be the disciples and they were still together. It says they were in a room and the door was locked. But when they saw Jesus, hello, fear turned to joy. Let that sink in a little bit. Some of us just need to see Jesus in our everyday life, not just in this room. If we would just see him, we would be overjoyed and we wouldn't be afraid about what we're walking through. We would walk with a greater joy. We would walk with a greater peace because the first thing that Jesus said to them when he walked into the room wasn't like, what you got the doors locked for? We don't even know how he got there. It says Jesus came there with them. Nobody opened the door. Nobody unlocked the door. One version said he suddenly appeared in their midst. Come on now. Uh, God wants to suddenly appear in the middle of your tragic fear, your anxiety, your, 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 just anything going on in your life. I just believe that today that if we would open the door for love and peace, that Jesus will fill our lives and we can walk in peace and fear has to go because Jesus is there. How many want fear to go? Come on, how many want fear to go? Some are like, I'm tough. I'm not afraid of nothing. That was my dad growing up. I'm not afraid of nothing. Hello, that's what I thought. You know what I'm saying? Some of us, you know, we, we, if we got honest with ourselves, we would truly figure out that there are some fears in this world that cause us to respond in certain ways. And Jesus today just wants you to open up the door and let Jesus in. Open up the door and receive the power that he can breathe on you. Open up the door and let peace rule whatever situation you're in the middle of because sometimes we truly don't have the answers, but we know who does. Do you get that? Sometimes we don't have the answer for the situation you're walking through. Some of you are gonna go to work tomorrow and you're like, I have no idea what it's gonna have. And you got an idea, something's gonna happen, but you don't have an answer for the struggle in the situation. But this word says that Jesus came in verse 19 and stood in the middle of them and he spoke, peace be with you. What was he saying? It's a very common greeting in those days, but he was saying, I'm with you. And let God, let God speak to you today. Realize that when you wake up tomorrow, that peace will be with you. That he will not run from you. That he will go with you. That he will surround you. That his presence will cover you. And he will empower you to live in the midst of a fearful world. What this world needs is a fearless church. Church says, I believe. How many believe? Come on, shout if you believe. Come on now, this world needs a church that says a locked door is no match for a risen Savior. Guess what? People are hiding behind doors and they're afraid of what this world wants to bring to them. And we want to stand in the middle of it and say, peace be with you. His name is Jesus. So tomorrow when you go to work and someone feels afraid about something, a doctor's report or whatever it is, you can look at them and say, guess what? I've got a God 
that lives inside of me. His name is Jesus. And he said he'll never forsake me. Guess what? He won't forsake you too. He will be with you. And his name is the Prince of Peace. He is the author of peace. He can speak peace to anything. When he shows up, darkness flees, fear flees. Everything runs from him. Why? Because he is peace. I love that moment when they're standing in that room and, and he says, peace, the word peace is Irene. It means security, safety, prosperity, and felicity. Now, now some of us, we, we want peace and we think peace is in a locked door. Locked door means I've got security and safety. I have this, this, this thing that I do every night. I have to actually do it two or three times because I am forgetful. Anybody forgetful in this world? Come on now. <laughs> I forget sometimes to lock my car. When I take the dogs out, I'm going up to the door going choo, 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 every single time just to make sure because sometimes that thing doesn't lock on its own. Sometimes it does. And I've had people go and help themselves to everything that's inside my car before because that's just life, checking the door, whatever. But, but I have this like, like anxious feeling like, is it locked? I'm, I'm like sitting there in bed going, did I lock it? Did I not lock it? Did I lock it? I can't remember. Did I? It was outside. It was inside. You ever been there? Come on. Life is so just busy. You're like, you have this conversation with yourself. And then what do you do? You get up out of bed and you walk all the way down the stairs and you pull out your keys and you stick your head out. I stick my head out in the garage and I, I want to hear the beep, beep, you know, like beep, beep. what happens when I hear the beep, beep, I can go back to sleep. I can, I can have peace. I, because why? Because I, 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 I push the button. It's locked. I know that somebody's not going to go and open my car and, and, and sleep in. I don't know what they're going to do in it, but, but, but I don't have anything in their value, but, but they're, they're maybe my sunglasses, but, but I'm just telling you that, 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 that sometimes we go through the same motion, but sometimes you just need to open up the word and say, okay, Lord, you're with me. Don't just open up the word on Sunday when I put it on the screen. If that's the only Bible you get up there, then big, big words, guess what? There's a Bible he wants to speak to you. Some people are like, I don't like to read. Then open up your phone and say, read to me, you version. And listen to the word and let it get down in your heart and say, Jesus, I need peace in this world. I need you to fill me. How many want God to fill him? Come on now. So you look at John. John says, ooh, they're freaked out. They're afraid. Then you look at Luke. And Luke's gospel, look at this. I love this part. Luke's gospel, it says they were startled. They were frightened. Verse, uh, Luke 24, 37, put it on the screens for you. Jesus is like, why are you troubled? Why do you, why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see a ghost doesn't have flesh and bones as, as you see I have. Verse 41, this is where it gets real. And while they were why they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them. Big thing. You got anything to eat? Come on now. You got anything to eat? I think Peter's like, here's some fish, you know, because he was a fisherman. He's like, they, they give him some fish and he took it and he ate it, he ate it. And in that moment, everything shifted because for them, they'd eaten a lot of food with this guy. The last three years, they'd enjoyed a lot of meals. But in that moment, this was real. And they saw, okay, yeah, he's real. He's eating the way. He, you ever eat with people and you're like, man, why do they got to eat like that? Hello? I wonder how Jesus ate. You know what I'm saying? They ate with their fingers. I mean, was he, was he the guy that just went home? You know, I mean, some people in my family, they can, they can take a whole burger. You, you have a person in your family that can take a burger in three bites, it's gone. You know what I mean? Big, big thing. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Here we go. So Jesus, the Prince of Peace, shows up speaks peace. He says, don't be afraid. Here's the word for you today. Don't be afraid. 
Don't be afraid for tomorrow. Don't be afraid about what you're facing. Don't be afraid about what could happen, what might happen. Don't try to overthink this thing, but lean in and say, Lord, you are with me. Your presence is with me. I can have peace. How many want peace? Come on now. So love is alive when love is full of peace. Love is alive when love is full of purpose. Jesus didn't just come in and go, hey, I'm alive. Peace out. No, it says that, that Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I am sending you. Say this with me. I have a purpose. I want to say it louder. I have a purpose. The moment that we realize that my purpose is not found in myself, but it's found in my Jesus is the moment we start living out the destiny that he has for us. Jesus in that moment said, as the Father sent me, I am sending you. He didn't just say, hey, I'm going to give you peace. He said, I'm going to give you something greater. I'm going to give you purpose. The word set is apostello. It means to go to a place appointed, to send on service or with a, a commission. Even in, in fear, their fear was real. They didn't know what was going to come walking through that door. Jesus walked in and he declared peace. But he also declared, you have a purpose in this world get up, get out of this room and watch God use your life. Listen to pastor, get up, get out of this room. Not right now, but get out of this place. Walk into your workplace, walk into your home, walk into your neighborhood, walk with your head hell high, thinking, wait a minute, if he sent them, he sent me. Well, sometimes you got to realize this. He has a purpose for you. And sometimes, well, but, but I got issues. One of those guys in the room pulled out a sword and tried to kill somebody. That few days earlier, whoom, took their ear off. You know what I'm saying? That same guy stood by a fire and, and cursed and says, I don't blankety blank blank know that guy over there. And then Jesus looked at him in the rooster crowed and he freaked out like, oh my goodness, I denied the Lord. So they could have said we're disqualified. Guess what? I'm so thankful that Jesus chooses all of us. He sends all of us, even with our issues, even with the stuff going on. He wants to use us. Come on, celebrate that he wants to use you. When he gave them a mission, he gave me a mission. So I could be afraid of that mission or I can embrace it and realize that Jesus is in the middle of it. Jesus prayed this in John 17. He says, as you sent me into this world, I also send them into this world. Love is alive when we live with purpose, when love is full of purpose in our lives. The purpose of John's gospel, if you look at it in the very last two verses of the chapter, it says Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples that were not recorded in the book, but these were written. Here's why. So that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. The purpose of the gospel is to believe and not just believe, but to have life. How many want to have life? Come on, how many want to have life? I don't know about you, but I want to have an active life. I want to have a blessed life. I, want to have, I don't want to have an average life. I don't want to just struggle through this thing and try to figure out, oh, if I just get like, like season passes to some theme park, then I'm going to torture myself. No, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have joy in my life. If I just know I'm going to have purpose and meaning. Why? Because Jesus lives in me. How many live, does he live in you? Come on, Clive, he lives in you. So the moment that I realize I have a purpose, 
is the moment that I realized that I need power. Aaron, you can come. It's the moments that I realized that, that, that my strength and my power is not in my ability. Guess what? What I do on a Sunday morning, if you knew me, you would be like, he's like the most introverted person on the planet. I went and hung around thousands of teenagers in, 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 in all over the place. And I just sat there and people like talked to, I was just like, I just want to go and find a really quiet place where I can be by myself so I can energize my life because, because that's where I find energy. Just, just kind of, anybody with me? Come on, how many who's with me? Hello? But you know something? God says, I, when I call you, I've got a purpose for you. And I just said, yes. I said, Lord, send me. Six years ago, today, on this day, on, on April the 24th, uh, 2016, I stood on this stage and I preached a message, said, let's go to the other side. And it was the first message that I preached. And that night, uh, you elected me as your pastor of this church. Guess what? I looked back and I said, Lord, man, I'm not qualified. Truly not. But Lord... I'm available because I believe that your purpose is greater than mine. So if I have purpose, then I need power. I need him to breathe on me. I need him to breathe into my life so that I can do what he's called me to do. Some of us, we've been, we've been running around. We're like a double A battery that we, you ever, you ever had double A batteries where you're like, you got, you, you, like you got two of them in some device and, and you only got one good one. So you find one good one, you put it with the bad ones and you get half the power. Hello. Some of you are like coming into church, like at half the power. You're like, it's not going to last until Wednesday, but at least I got, I'm moving. You know what I'm saying? Some people are like, pat me on the back. I showed up, pastor. I'm like, hello? The creator of the universe came, hung on a cross, died a ruthless death. They shove him in this hole, wrap him in 75 pounds of aloe and myrrh. Nobody knows he's going to get out. He like kicks the door open and just kind of stands there and says, hey, I'm here. And then he appears in the room in the midst of these fearful 10 men that are standing there. And he says, I am sending you. I'd have been like, Oh, really? Because <laughs> those religious people don't like me. Those religious people don't think I measure up. I'm so glad I'm not religious. I'm so glad that Jesus isn't a religion. That Jesus is a relationship that I have. That, that he takes my life and he, he gives me a purpose. But he, he chooses to breathe in us so that, so that we can be filled with power to change the world around us. Look at this. Yeah, we sang this early. It said, fire and wind, come and do it again. Open up the heavens. What does it say? Gates. Open up the gates. I, I mess up every song. What else is it? Let heaven in. And instead of come rest on us, I'm like singing the whole time, Lord, come breathe on us. We want you to breathe on the church. Why? Because look, look at verse 22. It says, with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. When Jesus breathed on them, it was a, that word breathe is the same Greek word that, that is translated in Genesis and Ezekiel. It's the word that, that God uses when, when he forms Adam out of the dust of the ground. And it says he breathed into a lifeless shell. Some of us are lifeless shells. We come in here and we're not full of life and God wants to breathe into you. 
He wants to breathe on your life so that you can stand up, so that you can have peace, so that you can have purpose, so you can walk out of this place with a power that's not of your own and not of this world, but will change the world around you because of what he puts inside of you. It's the same word that Ezekiel the prophet used when when the Lord gave him this word. He said, breathe into those that are slain. And it was a a valley of dry bones in Ezekiel 37. And and the army stood up and flesh came on them. And if we would just be the church, that when he breathes on us, that we realize that the purpose he gives us is greater than ourselves, then we would have to have what's next classes every single week, every single service. Why? Because there'd be people saying, sign me up. God's got a greater purpose for me. Sign me up. I want to do something for the kingdom. Sign me up because there's something inside of me that I believe can change the world around me. Lord, breathe on me. Those 10 guys were still afraid. They still didn't know what was outside that door. But Jesus breathes on them. And in that moment, he empowers them to to live the life that he has destined for them to live. Whatever your, your, your fear is today, guess what? Jesus is greater than your fear. His peace will override and make your fears go away. But he doesn't just come to give you peace. Someone's like, well, I want peace in my family. I want peace at work. I want peace with with what I'm doing in my life. And God's like, I'm going to give you peace, but I'm going to give you purpose too. He ties them together and and not just purpose. He doesn't just say go. He says, let me put something in you that can empower you to change the world. I don't just want somebody to point the way. I want somebody to empower me to show me the way. It's kind of like when I ask my phone to tell me which way to to go down the road and I'm trying to find a restaurant that, that is like some dive somewhere and I don't know where it is, but I'm going, you know what I'm saying? I'm in some other town. And what am I doing? I'm listening to the voice that says, turn left, turn right, 100 feet, take it right, go this way, go that way. Why? There's a, there's a point of trust in there that's gonna take me to the destination. The destination is where God wants you to be and that's, that's heaven. How many want to go to heaven? Come on, clap, you want to go to heaven? Come on, shout, you want to go to heaven? Come on, rejoice, you want to go to heaven? Come on, if you're online, just put an emoji in there that's, ah, I want to go to heaven. But guess what? I don't want to go alone. Literally, there are thousands of people that drive by every single day that need to hear the life-giving message, and we can stand out in front and, and blare it out into the community if we want. Or... We can say, giddy up, I'm next. We lift our own hands and we say, Lord, use me. You've given me purpose. You can put power in me. Love is greater than fear. I'm gonna walk in this purpose. I'm gonna see God do greater in my community. I'm gonna see my neighbors come to Christ. I'm gonna see that person at work come to Christ. I'm gonna see somebody around me, their life changed. Why? Because I'm just simply available. Who's available? Come on, how many are available? Slip your hands up if you're available. Lord, I'm available. Use me. I know I'm not perfect. I know sometimes I don't measure up. I know sometimes I get angry. I know sometimes I say things I don't mean. Who's with me? Come on now. I mean, sometimes God, there's things that float through my mind. I overthink things sometimes. And and God, I know you in the midst of it, give me purpose. But Lord, I want power. I want your power to, to breathe in me so that I can do what you've called me to do. 
And Lord, I believe that you've called me to help every single person in this room to be equipped, to be equipped to, to take the gospel from where they are to where they live, to take the gospel from where they are to where they work, to take the gospel from where they are right now to the restaurant, to the gas station, to the Walmart, to the Publix, to the Winn-Dixie, wherever we shop, God, may we be the living gospel. May the power of Christ stir us in such a way that, that we are not silent. This world is trying to be louder than you, Jesus, but you opened up heaven, you came, you lived, you died, and you got up out of that grave. And today, Jesus, we can walk out of this place and you can open up the windows of heaven and you can let the wind blow and we can walk out filled with power. Jesus, we love you. Come on, tell him, Lord, I love you. Come on, you got your hands raised and you're getting tired. Lord, I love you. I bless you. I praise you. I thank you. I'm available, Lord, for all that you have for me, Jesus. Lord, you're amazing. It's your name I pray. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate him real quick. How do you get to the place we are like, Lord, use me. Because some of us are not at that place. We get to that place when we realize that we need a Savior. When we realize that we need a Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to live in our lives, not just on Sunday, but every day of the week. We wake up in the morning and he can say, peace be with you. Sometimes we gotta, we gotta remind ourselves that his peace is with me because he is with me. And if I'm in the midst of turmoil, guess what? He was in the middle of a fearful situation. He showed up gave him purpose. My prayer is that God would give you purpose today. So maybe you're sitting here today and you would say, pastor, pray for me. I, I, I'm, I'm far away from Jesus. I'm telling you dozens made a decision last week, but today we're still talking about Easter. Hello. Today we're still talking about the same day that Jesus rose from the dead and he rose from the dead. And he told him the first thing when he met with those disciples said, I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. And I'm going to put power in you because I have picked you. Guess what? God picks people. And for some reason, lean in a little bit. He picked you. That's why you're here. He picked you. You might say, no, nah. I'm telling you, listen to pastor. He picked you. He picked you to change your world. I can't go to your world, but you live there. I can't go to your workplace. Might run into you, but you do. You do every single day. And what does he do? He uses vessels like us to pour his spirit into us so that we can change the world around us. Somebody's gonna go to work tomorrow and somebody's gonna come up to you and their issues are gonna be way beyond what you can ever imagine. But the spirit of God inside of you is gonna say, Jesus, I believe, and you are gonna pray for them. And their whole situation is gonna turn into a peaceful situation because the peace that is in you isn't just for you, it's meant to flow through you to change everybody around you. So Jesus, in this moment, if somebody doesn't know you, Lord, may we choose to, to follow you with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, and all our strength. And if you're here and you'd say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm a far away from him, but this moment I need him. That's you when I say three, slip it up. You ready? One, two, three, slip it up. There you go. Put it down. Let's do that one more time. Ready? One, two, three, slip it up. Far away from him. Put it down. Come on, let's pray together. That prayer sounds like this, super simple. But in this moment, you're saying, Jesus, I'm following you because you're the one who forgives me. Say this with me, Jesus. Jesus. Today, Today, I choose to follow you. I follow you because you died to forgive me. Forgive me, Jesus, of all my sins. And from this moment on, 
I choose you. Pick me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for checking out this message today. If you are blessed by the message and you'd like to sow into this ministry, you can do so on our website at OceanwayChurch.com.